1: Today's show is brought to you by Birdland Sports. I want you to go check out birdlandstore.com if you haven't already, because it's my site. Birdland Sports is my company. It's the company behind Section 336 and other podcasts. And now, you know, we've had the little shop over on section336.com for a long time. We have turned it into birdlandstore.com. And every week, I'm adding three to five new shirts. I've got a bunch of stuff up there. If there's something fun going on in Birdland, we've got a shirt for it up there. If there's a shirt you don't see there, if you have an idea for a shirt, hit me up. You can do one little chat with us on birdlandstore.com. Hit me up on Twitter. Whatever. Let me know. The shirts are for fans, by fans, like everything else we do at 336. So head on over there. Right now, the popular shirts are the Birds Are Coming shirt with um, the Oriole bird dressed up as Omar from The Wire. We've got the nickname series with Hillbilly Hayes and Rough Rider Odor and Mateo the Flash and King Mountcastle all up there. We've got a Gunnar Henderson shirt. Gunnar Henderson just made it up today as I'm recording this. We got that shirt up there ready to go. Check out birdlandstore.com and use the code 336TALK. That's number three, number three, number six, and then TALK, T-A-L-K, and you will get a 25% discount. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Any other ads for Birdland store is not going to give you 25%. Because it's my store. I can do what I want. So check it out there. There's also plenty of Section 336 merch as well up there. Hit it up. Help me out. Thanks.
0: Behind home plate, we bringing it to them all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. news, we bringing it to you always. always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah, welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Now, here come the boys from Section 336.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages. Welcome, to Section Three Three Six, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stunning host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover slash T-shirt bender, Josh Soroka. You know, um, this is a big episode for us. It's
1: the fir- la- first episode before the football season starts. Last episode before the Ravens play. Big episode to talk to Orioles. You sure you don't? You sure you want you want us to do the podcast and we not just bring in like our kids to come do it? Let Silas and Owen run it or something. I mean, it's a it's big games that we got to get. Why would we not just put random guys from Norfolk in here?
2: Yeah, well, you know, when you're in a big spot, you're right. You're right. You get a lot of eyeballs on you, a lot of listeners. This key show. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm, I mean, yeah. um, Silas hasn't stayed a, up for a game all year,
1: but yeah, I'll a, be okay with it. I mean, it's it's a state it's a statement time. We got to make a statement now that hey, we're in this. We're ready for the postseason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you look at, uh, I mean, it was funny. I was just checking right before the show, fan graphs, playoff odds, Um, kind of before today, after today. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. You accumulate, you know, it's 162 games, is so many games, right? Like it's a ton of games. <laughs> right. But then, and so what- it's almost like one game really can't matter. Like in 162. It one sure game, feels like, it one sure day like can't it. make that big of a difference because it's 162. What
1: if, what if you cram two games into one day?
2: Even though it's even twice that. as important. But still, that's two out of 162.
1: What if you yeah. put it in September against a team that you're like, two games behind?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't get any bigger than today. You you got the series set up. You're, I mean, it seems like the Mariners will never lo- lose again. So it seems like you really can't touch them, but the bottom team in the wild card, who a team has its flaws in Toronto, you're two and a half game games behind them. You you, you know you took the series at Oakland, continue to win series. Two you're, you're two and a half games back, right? Which right. which means you know you do do the math, right? If, if if you win three out of four, you take over that wild card spot. If you split, you 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 stay two. I guess you have to sweep. To get right there, but if you if you split, you stay at that, that that two and a half net number. Um, but the worst case scenario is that you know you lose two in a row the first game, and then all of a sudden you're looking things. at four and a half out, and four and a half. Josh looks just a lot different than two and a half to me. <laughs> it looks so different. It looks so different. Two and a half, four and a half, way different. Um, There's a lot of baseball to be played. We still have five games left against Toronto. Right. Um, we have games. some cupcake There's- games. There's eight games left against Toronto. Oh, I thought we just had one more series after this. No, I think we have two more series. Uh, I don't know about that. But after this, we've got a couple of cupcake, cupcake games against the Red Sox and the and the Nationals. Well, but it, it, it does feel... Um, we have, we played Toronto on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Then we played Toronto next
1: Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we finish out the season with Toronto at home again for three more games on October 3rd, 4th, and 5th.
2: Oh, I must not have clicked into the October month in my calendar. Right. So, um, if you think today is important, I hope that those October days are important. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do too. And this, this is what we signed up for, Josh. We talked about it last week. It how exciting it is for baseball in September, but it, that also means like that you care about baseball in September, which means you can be let down, um, and that's what happened today. We, we were let down. This is what happens when you have baseball in September that matters. Right. It is. And
1: that's the thing. It's meaningful baseball, but I prefer meaningful baseball that goes my way. Meaningful baseball that knocks me down stings and hurts. And uh, I mean, thankfully I'm not a bandwagon fan and, and I feel sorry for the bandwagon fans because they can't, it's not like they can go back to the nationals. Yeah. I mean,
2: but you can hop off, right? There's still time. Um, If you look, I mentioned the fan graphs, Josh, do you know what our playoff chances are now? I have no idea. Take, take a guess. Point two point zero two percent. <laughs> it's at three percent. Three? Yeah. Right. A couple of days ago, we were eleven percent. Yeah, it's and, and now we're three percent. So it's significant losses, and and you alluded to it at the open. It, it hurts to to lose a double header, and it hurts to go out as you did. Like if you want to go out, if you're going to go out. <laughs> You don't want to go out with Mike Bowman and Keegan Aiken and Nick Vespi pitching three days in a row to be replaced by Bruce Zimmerman. Um, let's throw all the lefties at one of the best lefty-hitting teams in baseball. It's just it's not and, – and a bunch of inexperienced guys. It, it exposes the Orioles. It it it, it felt like – very much felt like 2021. Yeah. Um, very much felt like the game I was thinking we would watch – before the season started, um, all, all those vibes of this is the season that we should have had, right. but we ended up not having uh, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. I mean, and I guess I
1: get going into the day that Jordan Lyles, I get that Jordan was woke up sick. So that screwed your plans up. But it didn't screw him up that much because you still had Michael Bauman selected as a second game. So I guess throwing Keegan Aiken in for the second game wasn't a plan. But the pitching kept you in it for eight innings. And it's way different to pitch when you've got a little lead or when you feel like your team is in it versus when you feel like your team is not in it and not going anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we usually don't break down like the, the the game per se, just talk about bigger storylines. But that first... To break it down real quick, that 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 first game in in the double header, um, there was two mishaps by Gunnar Henderson. One ter- turned the double play, um, the other one starting the double play. Um, that cost us essentially two runs. There was two runs that scored. And so at the end of the game, you know, when you go to deal hall with the down one run, if Gunnar Henderson didn't make those mistakes, you would have gone to not deal Hall, you would probably gone to, you know, right. Dylan Tate and then Batista, of course. But in well, the reverse position, even... down one, you go to, you go to D- DL Hall because you're down one, not up one. and it, But it very much also felt like, so that was a very win- 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 winnable game, but it also felt like Hyde was in this weird position where the line of construction and what was supposed to be the pitch construction was set up to win game one. Like, right. that's the game you got to take. Yes, and, and then all of a sudden, with Bauman moving up to the first game, Then it's like you're kind of trying to win game one, but your game two lineup is still inferior. I mean, we talked about before never bet when Chirinos is catching or bet against Orioles because we just win less games when he catches. So it seems like you were set up to win the first game, but then you were moving Bauman, um, who hasn't, who's been, who's spent his year at Norfolk up here. Right. Um, The majority of the pitchers today, Bruce Zimmerman and, and Bauman, who threw the most innings today. Are Norfolk guys who just just arrived here, but and they're th- and they're throwing the majority of your innings in kind of the two two biggest games of the season. It's kind of wild.
1: Yeah, but you did it, and I've seen a lot of people online do it today with that first loss. Is try to blame it on Gunnar Henderson, and Gunnar Henderson's. Oh, did people really blame it on Gunnar?
2: Good, good. Give a yeah, guy a little heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, they don't really blame it on Gunnar. They blame it on. Um, Hyde for putting Gunner in that situation.
2: Isn't that ironic? That, Can we just sit with the irony of this for a second? That two days Those, ago we were. Yeah, we, everyone whines and complains. Why is Odor, why was Odor at that second? Why is Odor at second? Right. And Hyde says, like, part of the reason is Odor is the best to turn double plays. And here's two opportunities to turn double plays that Gunner doesn't come through with while he's playing second base. It's just, it's kind of ironic, right? You can't have both ways.
1: Yeah. But I also feel like that's not fair either to put it on the pitching or even the defense in that first game, because there were so many missed opportunities with runners in scoring position where we would get guys on first and second, we'd get guys on third and we could not get them in. And I think the bats, the storyline of the Orioles the past couple weeks has been the bats and they're just not scoring runs. I mean, I get it. Against the A's, we scored five and we scored eight. But then on Sunday, we scored zero. Today, we scored three and we scored four. Last week with Cleveland, we scored three, we scored four, we scored one. With Houston, we scored two, we scored three, we scored one. The reason we took that Houston series and Cleveland series was because of the pitching. And the problem is the pitching is supposed to be our weakness, this offense is supposed to be scoring runs, and it's not doing it. And it's not just O'Dor. O'Dor hit a home run today. It's not O'Dor that is struggling in this lineup. It's, it's a lot of guys who are in slumps at the same time. Hayes has been in a slump. Rushman's been in a little slump. Mullins has been in a little slump. Um, even Santander went zero for five tonight. So I kind of. Yeah. I, I expect a whole lot more out of this lineup right now. And it felt like the lineup has carried this team and suddenly the, the lineup in the bullpen. And now the lineup struggled and the starting pitching stepped up and really carried this team the past week. But we know the starting pitchings are weakness. So we shouldn't be too surprised that the starting pitching wasn't able to get us through the past three games yesterday and today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even to go with that point, the offense. I mean, today I think we had four home runs, two by some right? um, game, and then we had the Mount Castle, and then we had the door. Yeah, and how, how are you going to score seven runs today and have four home runs? Right, right. There has been kind of a lack of a balanced attack, right? Besides the sporadic home runs. No, I feel like we all talk about the Earl Weaver special,
1: the three-run home run. I think I need to, we need to start calling the 2022 Orioles special the, sing, the solo shot. Solo shots are nothing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you got to look at the lineup of construction and look at guys. I mean, we've got guys like Mountcastle and Hayes, who now we have a long enough track record. Even Odor, who we know they're streaky hitters, and they're not kind of high OBP guys because they're kind of too streaky. Um, and when they're riding hot, they're fun to get behind. But when they're not, or if two or three of them are still at the same time, it can be, it can be tough to watch. Yeah, uh, and, and to your previous point about the starting pitching, yeah, I mean, if you look at the takeaway for me this season, there's almost really nothing that surprises me at all about this offense going to where I thought we'd be at the beginning of the year to right now. Adley's really good. I thought he'd be really good. Gunner's probably you know a little better than, than I thought he would be, but I thought Gunner was good last year. We've been talking about him for a couple of years now. Um, this offense has performed as expected um this is why it predicted us to win whatever 70 games is because i did not expect the pitching to be as, as good as it has been specifically right. You're right recently the starting pitching that to me is kind of the biggest storyline the fact that watkins has been good that kramers has been good that both we turned around and it's good like that's the to me that screams as the biggest storyline this season that we found these these, these pitchers but there's also part of me that was always waiting for it to kind of Clubs. fall off because where did this come from? Last year, Watkins was not good. Last year, Kramer was not good. Earlier right. this year, Volf was not good and Watkins weren't good. And all of a sudden, the, 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 these are now like elite pitchers. holding yeah, right. teams to one and zero runs. Um, and then the other thing this exposes, let's go back to Jorge Lopez trade, um, The not having – I mean having to go to D.L. Hall – because maybe you don't have other bullpen options. Um, you can think about the Jorge Lopez being traded. But for me, like, what exposed here is our lack of depth in kind of starting pitching that we were forced yeah. to pitch to Zimmerman and, and Bauman. And so the need to trade Jorge Lopez for more starting pitching actually makes even more sense because this is where we're lacking. And and we're, we're hurting now. I mean, Means, of course, is out for the year. Rodriguez is out. He's coming back. Wells is out. He's coming back. So it hurts. I mean, and those you could argue are top three most talented starting pitchers. So it hurts having all those guys at the same time. Um, But also this is why a lot of people thought they wouldn't win a lot of games this year is because of our lack of quality pitching depth. Um, And that was exposed. And I don't know what the future holds for Bauman. I don't know what the future holds for Zimmerman, but it's hard to imagine them being starting pitchers um, on a competitive kind of playoff chasing baseball team and yet, here we were chasing right. for the last Walker spot, and and we're throwing out a combo of Aiken, Vespi, um, and Zimmerman—three guys who who might not have places on this team even as early as next year. Um, and of course, right. with the first team with Bauman. so it's it, it's a tough look. I think it's a good reminder, though, of kind of where the Orioles are at. at—like a good reality check. Like we can't run next year with this same starting road, road rotation. Like this is an area we need depth. I hope Lyles was really sick. I don't hope he was really sick, but, like, you you must be – because Lyles is a gamer too. Like, Lyles is the kind of guy who's like – I've thrown 105 pitches, coach. I'll go out there and throw another inning. I don't care. I'll go out there and throw 120. Like, Lyles is a gamer, so he must have been really sick to – Yeah, I trust that Lyles wasn't just hiding from the Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah, I I trust that Lyles was sick. and then He didn't pull a Randy Johnson and have too many beers before the game. No, I finally just finished listening, by the way, to the – to, to to the rumor, uh, that was a reference. to The final rumor episode. That, know, I'm, I'm a little behind. Like six months ago. I know. I know. I just had time to listen to it over this Labor Day weekend.
1: But uh, yeah, no, I think it's a. It is. It's a reality check. It's a. It doesn't mean the season's done, but it also then, like said, a bunch more games with the with the. Right. Bunch of game, eight, whatever I say, it's just say eight more games against the Blue Jays. But it's a wake up call of that next year's the year. This year we've already outperformed what we're supposed to do. This year <laughs> it's a wake up call that we're in the AL East. We would be in first place if we were in the AL Central. Um there's a wake up call and all that. It's a wake it's a reminder that hey. Next year gets easier because of the strength of schedule stuff. We don't pay, play the Blue Jays a billion times. So there's, there's some stuff there that it's like next year is definitely our year. But it also stings because this year was, being, was so much fun. Um, that it's, It was definitely a reality check that we haven't had this summer. We've been waiting for it. This is normally what we feel in like June, early July.
2: So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand that that feeling. And I think, like, listen, if you could argue, you could make the argument, and you could, like, convince me maybe. If you look at next year, John Means is going to return at some point early ne- next year. Right. Rodriguez will be their opening day, hopefully. We can maybe talk about D.L. Hall later and what his future is. Um, and then you add Tyler Wells, you know, Austin Voth. Wow. And we've done, we've done it on here before where all of a sudden you got like eight, nine starters who you could see starting for this team. And maybe you could make the argument, well, maybe we don't need a Carlos Rendon. Like maybe we don't need to go and sign a top free agent pitcher because we can just put it together with with, with these guys. But the reality is no. Like you, right. you need those proven guys. You need depth to pitch in these big games. Um, and I don't know how we got here really. Like I didn't look up the construction. I know p- part of this is whole conversation we would be having a completely converse- different conversation if Lyles just didn't get sick. And it's yeah, so random, you can't predict it, and that's, that's what kind of stinks. It's like 89. Like, like it reminds me of 89 when we went in for like the final
1: game to play the Blue Jays up in the Sky Dome, and Pete Harnish was the starter, and he stepped on a nail. Yeah. And then it's like, well, then we had to put the <laughs> random out there. You just, you just there can't plan for that. And planned. And, it, and, it, and it, yeah, it just it screwed up that magical year, and that's kind of how today felt. And it, the and it
2: wasn't. And you're right; it wouldn't even be that big of a deal. But then the fact that it, that coincided with a doubleheader. Like if it wasn't doubleheader, okay, yeah. Michael Bauman pitches in in Lao's place, and Lao pitches tomorrow, or you just go with the next guy in the rotation, whoever's scheduled. Right, to skip a rotation. And just put Lao's in whenever you want. Like it's not a big deal. But the fact that it fell on a doubleheader that you didn't see it coming. I didn't even against, think Bruce Zimmerman was here. I didn't know that Bruce Zimmerman was even call, <laughs> caught up for the game. I didn't know
1: he was caught up either. To get
2: Must have it. been that, the extra man for the doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh,
1: uh yeah, but it all it's, it is. It's it's so random that it's a doubleheader, that Lyle gets sick, that it's against the team that you have to beat. But the good news is you play that. We play those that team eight more times. So if we win the next two games, who cares? It's gonna come down to those final six. We're back to where we started. Um, it puts some pressure on for those next couple games. And it it means we cannot we have to stop with missed opportunities. It would have been nice to sweep Oakland. I know it's hard to sweep any team, even bad teams, but Oakland's bad. We've got two coming up against the Nationals next week. We gotta get both of those. You have to take the good teams take advantage of the bad teams. And now's the time that we need to step up and
2: see a little bit of that. Yeah, Braddish pitches tomorrow. That's a dub. That's a dub. I'm putting the books right now. Tomorrow's a win. I'm not, I might not even watch it because I know it's a win. It's not very exciting when you know the outcome already. Bradish is a win tomorrow. I guarantee you it will win tomorrow for the Orioles. Um, Wednesday, you got Kramer versus Manoa. Manoa is really good. I think that's yeah, going to be a good but game. Kramer's
1: been, but Kramer's been outstanding lately. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's the, that's the that's a go to game. my booking. And, and,
1: and as much as I bash the offense on today, Kevin Gosman has pitched this way for the past three years. Since oh, he left he's, Baltimore, he's, Kevin Gossman has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Huh? Yeah. We saw him earlier this season, and we knocked him around. Scored seven runs on him. He had a bad day. Today is the normal Kevin Gosman, So there's also yeah. always the fact that
2: the Blue Jays are in it because of starting pitching like Kevin Gosman, yeah, yeah, the Blue Jays have a legit roster. Um, they went out and did what hopefully they will do and signed big name free agents like Kevin Gossman, who signed for a lot of money, pitched well with the Giants and got a huge contract to come with the Blue Jays. Um, Josh, your thoughts real quick. D.L. Hall, just curious. He came in, what, in the eighth inning? Was it the eighth or ninth inning in a one-run game? Yeah. Is it, um, I guess it was ninth right. inning, the top of you, the ninth in a one-run game. We were all down, right. yeah, down by I one. I saw D.L. Hall in his first start. In Tropicana. Yeah. You saw you've seen
1: DL Hall in the minors? Sure. I have a couple of times in the Does, minors. Yeah. In the minors, did he have these control issues? Or is it the big game pressure that he's he's having major control issues when he's pitching for the Orioles?
2: Yeah, I mean his last relief appearance, he looked really good, but that was there was no pressure in the situation. Right. I, I don't know if it's a pressure thing. I don't know if it's a uh... He threw that ball
1: six feet out of the strike zone today.
2: Yeah, it was it was one. Of the I know we had days. lots of,
1: I know we had lots of bad calls today by the ump in that first game, but uh, I mean there was no question that ball, that ball had a better chance of leaving the stadium than crossing the strike zone.
2: Yeah, it's one of those ones where the catcher didn't even get it; it just bounced all the way, all the way back, all the way back to the Hall. Uh, and 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 he got it. Uh, no, he's just he's he's. I mean that's the thing about him, which is unfortunate. Um, I've seen him pitch; I've never seen him. When he's been really bad like that, I've never seen him. I've only seen him when he's dominant, um, and even when he's dominant, maybe go to full counts more than he should because his stuff's so good. Okay. Um, but but I, I think it's just like some days he just doesn't have it, um, and today he just didn't didn't have it, and, and occasionally in the minors he just won't have it. But then, but there are three or four starts where it looks so dominant, and then one start will be like he just doesn't have it. The ball's going everywhere, um, and I wonder if a guy like that is a guy you want to be pitching in a one run game in a kind of a playoff type atmosphere i'm not sure if that's where i would have gone with it the other argument though is is
1: there anything truth to the argument or the rumor that the giant gold chain he was wearing while pitching was throwing
2: off his balance this is the first time he's worn that giant gold chain his entire career. So maybe that did affect him. It was a weird decision to start. It, it was so big. I think it was bigger than
1: the home run chain.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I always wonder if it slows base runners down when they wear that. Get,
1: get rid of all the other stuff. I don't know. Um, I always wonder, like, with base runners, why how that doesn't, like, get caught in a tag or something. Yeah, and for pitchers, I always don't understand how your body goes through so much motion to throw the ball. How the jewelry doesn't like, get in your way and distracted, and yeah. like hit hit your neck weird or something. Like I do not understand wearing jewelry
2: while playing sports. Yeah, I don't really either. We could talk all day about accessories. I don't really understand why. Now it seems like I don't think it was always the case. It seems like now though, every player when they get to first base puts on the little hand sliding guard. Yeah. Yeah. you notice that it's not even like right. it used to be like base stealers maybe right now it's well, everybody i think, well, I think it's really. two i think it's
1: twofold i think it's one everyone's so worried about protecting their hands yeah yeah, you protect your fingers and i also think it's a strategy thing if if mullins is the only one putting that on then mullins is going to steal so i think even O'Dor puts it on
2: to be like hey i might steal mm. i think it's a strategy thing i don't know about that but i i buy the protecting the fingers um but but yeah. Anyway, I think Dia Hall. I'm not like sending back to the minors. Like I think it's. But I, I thought he was going to be used for a while exclusively in these non-high leverage situations. But this right. is a high, high leverage situation. So that in. brings
1: it back to: Did Brandon Hyde believe that today was as high pressure as all of his Oriole fans did? Yeah. Because he didn't play it. There were a ton of bad calls in the first game, and he never went out and ran the dugout to argue these. Why aren't you out there and arguing and standing behind your players when a strikeout is getting called on a ball eight inches
2: below the, the strike zone? Well, it was more like two inches. But I, I agree. It's kind of like I was thinking about this today. I was watching the game, and I was my mind was going back. My mind was going back. It's almost like, like I just took a new job here in, in Georgia, And I was doing something the other day I didn't really want to do. I have to follow up on these placements and make sure these kids are placed in these high schools. It's a lot of extra work for me, even outside of my kind of school hours. It's kind of annoying. And I was thinking back, you know, if I wasn't here right now, you know, working on this at five o'clock on on, on a Friday night, well, maybe if I was at my old job, I would be just at home chilling, not worried about anything related to school because at three o'clock I'm checked and I'm done. I think we have a tendency, right, even though I realize, I know like this was a great career move for me, I'm, I'm super happy, but when sometimes when things don't go wrong, I tend to look back in the past and think, oh, maybe I, maybe it was better back then, even though I know I made the right move. I feel like sometimes I think about this team when I watch Hyde, I think about how would Buck Showalter have reacted to Ryan Malkaus of being called strike three at the end of the game with a ball three inches below? I got a feeling Buck Show would have run out there. And I know right. like for the betterment of this franchise, it was a necessary move. We had to move on from Buck Showalter. It made all the sense in the world at the time. It still does. But sometimes you you go back and you think about Buck and you think, oh, how would Buck would have handled this? Um, you know, we don't want to get into Buck and bullpen decisions, a la Alberto Jimenez, but, but but still, you, you you I mean, you knew Buck would always kind of stand up and have the guys back. And, yeah, would I like manager Hyde to go in there and yell at somebody? Sure, I'd get fired up a little bit. Sure. Um, but, again, Hyde would probably also win the manager of the year. So, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: yeah. And, I, and again, like we were saying, today seems more dramatic than it really is. And I think it's simply yeah, it's a bad game. It's two games game out of 162. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean it's easy though, right? Because you can criticize Hyde for why would you always put a door at second, and then one day you don't put a door at second, you put Gunner at second, and all of a sudden you criticize Hyde for putting Gunner at second and making a couple mistakes. Like, uh, like uh, on one hand, like the manager's job, like you only get noticed when like something goes wrong, right? Like sure. if 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 Henderson just made the place he normally always makes. Um, Hyde want to receive that criticism if right. you know if DL Hall goes out there and throws you know gets three outs like he should, um, then no one's criticizing Hyde, right Like it's just Hyde gets blamed when other people don't do their jobs that they probably should do. but the life of the manager right. Um, let's see.
0: The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits perfect for seeing taylor swift the eras tour presented by capital One. Ooh, i do love her earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through capital one travel enjoy your stay in suite 13 whoa 13 that's taylor's lucky number the venture x card from capital one what's in your wallet
2: terms apply see capital one.com for details Can oh I also want to mention just think about today's game. You mentioned the over five. I like to focus on the the two home run game from either side of the plate. First person to do that and one of those u- u- uniforms since Roberto Alomar Al- um, hit home runs from the left side and the right side. Josh, it seems to me, Santander has been really, really. It doesn't just seem to me; it's a reality. It it's, is. It's a fact. He's been really good, especially yeah. since the All Star break. He started off great cooled off a little bit and then since the all-star break has been fantastic it's been excellent it seems to me no question when you look at gms we often talk about the moves that gms make it feels like santander has been the trade deadline his entire career with the orioles it seems like not trading santander is turning out to be a good move i think yeah i have no problem with it i think uh, yeah i think
1: not trading him has been fine. I think we still might trade him in the offseason. But no, I, I don't think we will
2: You think he's now part of the future? I think. I mean, if you look at that outfield, Hayes, Mullins, Santander, you could make an argument that Santander is the most consistent. And and you talked about a struggling offense. Santander has been your number three hitter the entire year. He's been one of your besters the entire year. I know he lacks on defense sometimes. I would like him to play DH more. But... Um, No, I think Santander, I think you need his offense, actually, Um, unless you go out there and replace him with someone good. I don't think you can just lose Santander and not replace him with someone as good or better. So, yeah, I think Santander is, for me, off the trade block. He was there at the trade deadline. He was there last year. But I think he's proven to be so good and so consistent. And this lineup needs it because you're not getting consistent production at other parts of the lineup that I think he has to be here next year. That's yeah, I can opinion. see
1: that. I guess the thought would be, yeah, if the if the other parts, if this year represents next year, or if you go into next year saying that Hayes is going to produce, Mullins is going to produce, Mount Castle is going to produce, you know, you can easily or you're going to sign a guy.
2: But then why sign a guy if you've got a guy in house already? Yeah, yeah. The only argument you could make as well, and this argument I don't think Hyde or Elias can make with a straight face based on their behavior this year is. Well, we have so much confidence in Stowers that Stowers is going to be that guy every day um, that we can get rid of Mancini. Right. We can trade Santander, and Stowers can be that guy. But they hate to play Stowers. They, they, they only I, play Stowers if they have no other choice.
1: And I don't and, get it, because I've been enjoying <laughs> watching Stowers. He got, he got yeah. a, hit to, a big hit today. I yeah. like watching Stowers play.
2: Yeah, I know. I and mean, part of me is like, even when Gunner messes up, even when Stowers strikes out, like I would 100% Rather watch Stowers strike out than watch Jesus Aguilar strike out. Give me Towers striking out of DH or wherever you play over Jesus Aguilar. I do all not day, understand Jesus Aguilar on this team. He probably it's got the his Brett first Phillips today. I don't get it either. It's like we right, need it. We need someone like Brett Phillips who's here but doesn't produce a veteran right. who's been bad this year for the like, playoff push.
1: Right, and it's not like you need him. He was was today he was he dh today or was he first base today he's i don't know he's done both dh and first base i think dh today and it's like so you brought in this guy to dh when you could have stowers or mountcastle or gunner or rushman you got guys that can dh you didn't have to sign a guy to be a dh
2: yeah and he's a first base dh only right and you thought well maybe when you trade mancini oh that's what mancini was essentially i mean, not know play outfield but
1: but I he thought the whole story base. was that
2: like Gunner would play first base some. Yeah, what yeah, he was getting he took
1: some he was getting reps over there at right. first base. I know he it, struggled with turning the double play today, but it's easier to play first base.
2: If Mountcastle yeah. can play also first thought, base. I always thought I thought the plan was to play Rutchman at first base too. I thought that was a plan too. Yeah, sometimes. he did
1: he didn't he play a few in the minors. He did in the minors, played a few. Right, same thought. And it's like I get Mountcastle, like Mountcastle's been your first baseman every day. And apparently there's no confidence in anyone else playing first base because you signed Jesus Aguilera just because you didn't trust Nevins. So you're like, we got to bring in someone, and you don't trust Rushman or Gunner there. At this point, I'd I'd give Adora a chance to try first base. Whatever, anyone. It's first base.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's just like the Brett Phillips made everyone shake their head. Yeah. Now the Aguilar makes everyone shake shake their head. Because you're right, in this lineup – I don't, I could see. Okay, maybe first bit, but he's playing DH. Like he's right. not clearly not your best hitting option out there. But no. you must think he is. But it shows. I don't. Know if the only hide or 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 or. I don't With the lack of trust in Vavra and Stowers, yeah. like Bavra and Stowers were these kind of they're not super high prospects, but but prospects who now are relegated to more bench roles, and then when something opens up. Instead of like letting them play, they sign a random veteran off the trash heap to take a spot of a young player. Um, I I, I, I know it. part of it is, I think, and I, I think that I hope this is true, that the Orioles feel strongly that player development can happen at the major league kind of spot without playing in games, right? Like they're doing say, on the drills, back. they're practicing. Like I really feel like they must feel like we can develop Stowers, we can develop Bavra, even if they're not playing every day. Though it's hard for me as an outsider to think, how is Stowers and Bavra going to get better unless they're getting at-bats? In-game at-bats. And then this year, um, again, it's not just that. It's not just that. I just think if I have more confidence right now, I don't care if the pitcher's lefty or righty, I, I just have more confidence in the Stowers i aguilar i that that's just where I'm at right now and and or Brett Phillips uh, before that and and that's not where the where the orals are at so it's just a little bit weird to me
1: yeah I don't
2: I don't get it and that's
1: that's where it's not even I don't know you wonder like is who's making these calls is it is that all a manager hide is he the one calling who plays who doesn't play or is this coming from elias I don't know like because you see it in both directions you see it with stowers and varvara on the bench all the time and then you see it without uh, bringing in guys like brett phillips and Aguera, which is elias moves so you're seeing both of them make these moves yeah
2: they're conspiring together um it, and it almost feels like a little bit you know the brett phillips signing and the jesus signing it, it feels like like the orders that that that, that just this week claimed um Jake Reed for, from the Dodgers. Right. And they've had a lot of success um claiming bullpen arms, you know, um right. and and turning them into good pitchers. That's um, they're trying to with the, the Bakers and it's almost like they're saying, well we did this with bullpen arms, so maybe we can do this with these kind of middling veteran bats. Like, may, like may, maybe they see something in their swing or something that we can do what we did with the pitchers, we can transform these bats too. But so far, kind of 0 for 2 <laughs> with, with right. trying this. I will say when
1: I saw the Tide down here playing the Jumbo Shrimp, I felt really bad for Brett Phillips playing at a triple A level after a, a good long career in the majors that he's now at the triple A level.
2: Well, that's why when I saw the Gwinnett Stripers, that's how I felt about um, day. Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day. Yeah. You know what made
1: me not feel so bad, though? I looked up his salary and saw that that the Orioles were paying him like three million or something, and I was like, "Oh, that's why you're sticking around on a bus."
2: Uh, Brad Phillips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I. Those those guys. I mean, a day a is weird because he's made a ton of money. There's no reason for him to really still play, but right. He just must love pitching. Good for no, him. Those guys, all they've done their entire life is play baseball so yeah. they don't it's hard to hang it up I, I would be the same way like why i don't care i would throw for the minors even if i made a bunch of money just to play baseball exactly it's yeah. it goes back to that whole thing of uh, it's a kid's game we play
1: for fun the money just happens to be there yeah no one plays for the well very few people play for the money the people who play for the money burn out fast
2: yeah yeah some people it reminds me of that this always stuck out to me. The Hall of, this is a random thing, just a random comment about the Football Hall of Fame. Curtis Martin, great running back for the Patriots and Jets, I believe, um, his Hall of Fame speech. He said, yeah, I didn't really love football, but I just made a lot of money and I knew I could do so much good with the money. So I kept on playing so I could get the money so I could do a lot of good in the world with the money. That was a cool response. But he said he didn't really love football. right? Um, and I, yeah, I think that's the, he's the exception, not, not the rule right
1: um but i see yeah i think that's more of a football thing where you saw that with like a guy like dominique foxworth who put in his years and then said you know what i'm stepping out now before i get hurt i made the money step back time and you see that a lot in the nfl where baseball guys linger
2: yeah did i see dominique on the was he on the pti did you see that i didn't
1: see him on pti but he's been on he's got his own espn show and stuff he's I'm all over sure ESPN. he did
2: a pti episode i'm not 100 sure, but um, 60% sure. Probably he does
1: like first take and everything. So yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't fill in on PTI.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's see. He posted PTI on August 26th. Oh, so
2: he did? Yep. Oh, right, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, other Orioles news I mentioned Jake Reed um, to make that 40 man move happen. Um, they did a couple of things. They. Um, what, what the one thing they did do was Jonathan Arouz who we got from Boston who played in a handful of games. And with another one of those kind of scratcher scratcher decisions, like why is this guy taking reps from a guy like uh, Vavra, but Jonathan Arouz, uh, Arouz was, he was put, I don't really understand how the, how this works. He's put on the restricted list. And according to MLB trade rumors, it says, um, <laughs> Arroos. Here's his write-up from today. This is the corresponding move to claim in the reliever Jake Reed from the Dodgers. It says Arroos was claimed off waivers from the Red Sox in June. He spent most of his Orioles tenure on optional assignment for Norfolk, but hasn't appeared in a game since last Friday. The club hasn't appro- hasn't provided a reason for his absence, but Arroos will not count against the forty man, nor will he be paid for any time he spends on the restricted list. I don't even know what the restricted list is, Josh. It's just kind of just a weird nugget that I was reading today on MLB trade trade rumors. So Jake Reed, I assume will go to Norfolk to join the likes of, you know, Bo Salser, who is actually, you know, here with the Orioles now, but Did. um all the, the the just the Phoenix Sanders, just the I feel like just a revolving door of relievers that we pick up. Yeah. I just saw this quote from Bo Bichette, shortstop
1: for the Jays. Yeah, had, had three home runs today. Yeah. Here's his, here's his postgame quote after tonight's game. As a group, we understand the magnitude of what's going on right now. I think today is the most competitive we've been all year. That's a good thing at this time of the year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how this Oriole fan base felt. Like We all knew today's the day. Big impact games, and I feel like we did not see that out of the Orioles clubhouse, where the Jays came in and said, "Hey, we can we can knock these guys down. We can really set ourselves up." Yeah, and Bichette did not.
2: But the or reality the of it did is, the Orioles didn't. did three times. But the yeah. reality of it is, Josh, the the Blue Jays have been a team in the making for the past you know three four years. Yes. Like this is. They 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 put all the chips on the table last year and this year.
1: Oh, they're they're two years ahead of us at a minimum.
2: Oh yeah, I would say three or four years ahead of us. So so they're where we should we should be at next year and going forward. Yeah. Yes. We're not where they're at. We're just like roster wise, roster build, how much money you invest, quality of players. Like we're just we we're not where the blue jays are. And that's why fangrafts, even prior when we're yes. two games out, had us only at a 10% chance. No, but the because, problem is I'm greedy. Yeah, no, we I at seven, I We
1: got seventy. We got seventy-one wins. That is beyond. Like we could lose the rest of the season and we still outperformed what we were expecting to do this year. Right. Yeah, like and we're not anyone lose out yeah. there. Um, if you bet
2: pre-game preseason on the amount of over over under wins for the Orioles, you've already cashed your money. No, they won't cash it out, Josh. I I bet and I won, but they won't <laughs> give me my I mean, money until the no. end of the season. I know they do not pay you, <laughs> but you already won. Like, there's right. no way
1: the Orioles can go back and lose six and win only 61 games. We've never been I, done before. No, it never will be done. I, I'll, I'll bet a thousand dollars the Orioles win more than uh, what 61 games this year. Okay. Um. So they're playing with house money all the time, and all we've asked for as Oriole fans for years is play meaningful baseball until football season arrives. Well, the Orioles gave us that. Yeah. And it's like, and they gave me lots of things to be hopeful for for next year. So, yeah, I'm greedy. I want more. I want playoff baseball this year. But I understand at the same time that that's me being greedy. And that next year is when I really need to set my expectations.
2: Yeah. And I think manager Hyde and Mike Elias said, this team is not ready for the playoffs. It's not part of our plan. Five-year plan. So we're going to tank these two games against ball, against, against the Blue Jays because it's not part of our master plan because that's how Elias rolls. He's dedicated to the plan. Yeah, trust, trust this process. Trust the process. Tank in 2022. Yeah, but hey, we talked prior to the season that this is going to be one of the, more, the most exciting seasons since you, think, you know, Elias got here because... I like this. Yeah. You, you think Elias said, <laughs> at trade deadline, said, oh, crap. We're supposed to be
1: the surprise next year. If we do good this year, we can't be the surprise coming in out of nowhere like the Astros were. Like people are supposed to laugh at us to go into the next year and we come in
2: and win the World Series. Now we're setting our expectations too high and screwing it up. Yeah, no, i I, you know, what's interesting. We can get into this later, but like, does this season being good? Does it change? Could it change the mind of a free agent or two? where if we're coming off another kind of, you know, 60-win season, what, yeah. I, you know, a free agent isn't going to be impressed with who you have in, in Bowie, right? But all of a sudden, if you win, you know, 80, 80, 84 games this year, how, how many games that we end up winning, um, all of a sudden a free, uh, free agent and all the just the positive buzz the Orioles have gotten, the, everyone's talking about how the Orioles are an up-and-coming team and they're going to be a team to reckon with. And so all of a sudden, for a free agent, given what we did this year, given all the buzz, a free agent could be like, listen, this just team is is just a piece or two away from being serious World Series contender. And where that combined with the wall now being 600 feet away, well, uh, th- those two factors might lead a pitcher to say, hey, listen, this team is competitive. I want to win. Th- th- this team can win. So I, I, I do wonder if... This year being good has a ton of benefits, right? It it, it 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 teaches the players how to win. It boosts morale. It's like it, it puts them in high pressure games. Like even if we don't make the playoffs, a lot of good stuff comes with being good and winning. But another benefit could be you could attract that one or two or three free top free agents that that you want to get who might not come to a team that loses 100 games every year because you can see no like this team is well managed this team is well run this team is up and coming let me hop on and be a part of this i i think i think it could you know I, of course the money counts at the saying. end of the day but it could sway yeah. a sway someone
1: yeah no i see i see your, your your viewpoint of of pursuit yeah kind of convincing someone and i guess for what they could also do for the orioles is help with season ticket sales for next year because I'll tell you what this weekend series Saturday Sunday Monday the crowds were decent I was just looking it up and it was thirty thousand on Saturday was Saturday oh, wow. a giveaway game yes I think so yeah it was wasn't that soccer jerseys oh yes all right thirty thousand for soccer jerseys twenty five thousand today which was a Mount Castle giveaway and a doubleheader
2: and a funky weather day it rained a lot so I don't know I don't, I don't know, know what type of weather day a funky weather funky weather day okay
1: yeah funky weather. Uh, Sunday was 19,000, which seems a little low, but Sunday afternoon games suck. Yeah. It's so hot. Friday night. Do you know what the number was for Friday night?
2: Not Friday no night's give, usually draw a good crowd.
1: No giveaway.
2: Yeah, no but, giveaway.
1: But you're coming home from just beating, winning the series against Houston and the series against Cleveland, beating two first-place teams. Yeah, I would say
2: 19,000, 20,000 maybe.
1: 13,000. Okay. You were welcomed back to your home ball club with 13,000. Very and enthusiastic thing, fans. Yeah. And I mean, and I can say, it's. I think 13,000 is ridiculous and it's extremely disappointing um, because on Thursday night, the Oakland A's at the Washington Nationals had 25,000, 26,000. No, they didn't.
2: Yes, they did. Yes, well, what, they well, did. For what reason? No idea.
1: There's no something.
2: idea. I don't believe that number. Are you you added an extra zero to that number? No. A I don't no, believe that number. B, if that's a number a real thing, there was something happening. It was a it was something, a giveaway of a, a hundred dollars for no. game or something. No,
1: that's a I, I that's what uh hold on. I'm gonna pull up.
2: All right, it was Oakland versus the o- National Two of the worst drawings attended teams in the league, okay? Oakland at the Nationals
1: Thursday night, the day before Oakland came to Baltimore. 26,877 people went to that game. Friday night in Baltimore, 13,000. Explain that to me besides the fact that the the only, here's the only the only thing I can say is because we were projected to be so bad, we didn't have season ticket holders. So season ticket holders held us back. And then the walk-up crowds looked at the schedule and said, oh, if I go on Saturday or on Monday, I get a T-shirt. So I bought my tickets on Saturday or Monday. But Friday at 13,000 is extremely disappointed for Birdland. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You don't believe me about that Nats 26,000,
2: do you? No, It's I don't. really pathetic. Well, I, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't think thirteen thousand is pathetic, um, but I just don't believe the twenty six thousand number. And I'm no, not... I'm, that's what I'm, saying. I'm saying the Nationals twenty six thousand
1: for a four o'clock game on a Thursday versus Friday night in
2: Baltimore is pathetic. Yeah, but but my argument with that is the Ordo's isn't pathetic. What's happening in, in the Nationals is so exceptional, it, it it defies my understanding. And so I just need more information about that Thursday game was. Um, was it also a Trump rally? Like, I don't know what, what was happening there that got 20 because 26,000 people did not come I, to watch the Nationals versus the Athletics. You know what? It's got to be season ticket holders because Tuesday and Wednesday were also 26,000 something. Okay. This I'm going to launch. We're going to revisit this next week. I'm not going to, uh, I'm yeah. not going to distract my podcast. I'm going to do a whole investigation. Yeah. That, that attendance doesn't seem right to me. The Nationals attendance is pathetic. There's no Oakland fans going to a Nats game. No, so I, that, that that number doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, no. I, listen, I, I I get really uncomfortable, Josh, judging Oriole fans for not going to games while I live in Macon, Georgia, and don't go to any games. I have a hard time judging. I mean, we were season ticket holders forever, so we went to games all the time, even during the the losing. So in that respect, I feel like I can judge people. But I'm not yeah, going to judge. We went to a lot of bad, pathetic games yeah and we'll both and I've
1: gone to more I've gone to six I've gone to seven Oriole games this year, I believe as being an out of towner, so I think yeah. I can judge the people that live twenty minutes outside of Camden yards
2: yeah I don't know i i would i was even in the games I went to before I moved, I was always struck, and I felt this on Friday too by kind of the that small crowd by the kind of passion. And boisterousness of even the small crowd.
1: Yeah, the people that are this
2: year care, and that's fun. Yeah, like I've been just impressed every time I go to the game. I've been impressed with how into it, um, and probably because we're good and we're winning. Usually when 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 when, when I go, but yeah. just how how enthusiastic the the, the fans have been, even to smaller crowds. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see next year if we make a big signing. I don't think it's as simple as like people think. Oh, you win, you know, this year. You sign a couple free agents, people will show up to the ballpark. I don't think it's that simple. Um, no, you gotta prove yourself. You gotta prove that you're for real. Yeah. I don't know, Josh. If we if we prove it for real, are we still selling on every game? I don't know if it's even that it's even that simple.
1: Um, I don't know. I do I know, know it's There's hard to get a of ticket,
2: complications. ticket. Yeah, it's hard to get tickets to 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 the Braves games. Um, when the Nats yeah. move to Nashville well, the, you this can't year, compare next, to the Braves, the Braves just won the World Series. Yeah, but I'm not saying, but yeah, and that's what we'll, we'll be at the end of next year. So I'm just saying, oh, I see that, what you're saying. in 2024, we'll, we'll be selling at every game like that. Yeah, um, and, and they don't sell at every game, but just it's just... It's, they got it's enough season ticket full.
1: holders that it's full every week, every day.
2: Right. And when the Nationals move in a couple of years, I think that, that'll boost season ticket sales as well. And I tried um, to
1: I tried to explain to a friend this week about how when the Nats came to town, we went from a lar- uh, like a large market team to a small market team. And he did not buy it. And I said, you don't understand. You, you don't cut out understand. half the market. Yeah. You cut out half the market. And you, you do not, un- unless you live there, you do not understand how much the Baltimore and D.C. market is intertwined. I said, yeah. when I lived in Maryland, my home was the same distance whether I wanted to go to Camden Yards or Nats Park. Therefore, I could go either direction.
2: Well, it's, how many awkward fans are there? Of Orioles and the football and Redskins, team. Yeah. yeah, or whatever uh, the, the commanders. commanders. I mean, the, the commanders. commanders. I apologize for calling them the football team. I'm sorry if I if anyone. It's the Commanders, the the, right. the Commanders. But yeah, how many Orioles Commanders fans are there? And that's proof, proof to your point where there's yes. just so much crossover, yeah. um, in fandom there. Um, if you live in Annapolis, yeah, you go either way. And there's a lot right. of people. And then you get all got. those Red Sox
1: fans in Savannah Park.
2: Yeah, not to mention PG County. We we'd go by county by county. And, I mean, outside of Baltimore City and Baltimore County, all the other ca- ca- counties yeah. probably a little bit divided in, in their allegiance to Washington versus Baltimore. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's a huge deal, a huge impact on our fandom. Um, but, I, I mean, that's another thing to watch out for. I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're still in it this year. The season is not over no it's not we've been we've been at less 3% fan we started out at zero percent so we're even higher right. still than we started at the beginning of the year so we're not out of it but right. i and really am curious to see what because when we're at full yeah. go what does our payroll look like i'm really curious to see yeah i can't wait yeah well i hope i can't wait i'm still a little skeptical We'll see what the payroll is
1: yeah yeah no i hear you i'm excited but I'm uh, yeah, even more excited. Like today was a tough day, and I'm glad we're podcasting today, because it's nice to talk this out and get this out yeah. of our system, because it is. Today, we win the next two days, no big deal. We're back in it. We're back to where we were. Yeah. so and like I said, eight games left to Toronto, plus some easier games mixed in there. I'm not worried. I'm not too worried. It just sucked because it was a
2: chance, it was a statement time, and we didn't make a statement. Uh, yeah, and but the, at the other day, well, we'll go back to where we started. We threw Bauman and a combination of Aiken, Best, pitching three days in a row, and Zimmerman against um, Jose Barrios and Kevin Gossman, um, two highly paid starting pitchers. Yeah. I don't. I think Barrios they traded for Barrios maybe, and and uh, but um, Gossman was definitely a free agent signing. But two kind of legit. These aren't kind of um, taxi squad guys, two legit proven good ma- mage leaguers against what we've been doing all year, throwing these 4A guys on the wall and hoping they kind of impress. And amazingly, they have been impressing for the majority of the season, except this year, um, or this this game, this doubleheader uh, reality set, set in a little bit. Because listen, you, you shouldn't win this game on paper. You, you look at it. But again, we talked about before. Vegas has lost a ton of money on the Orioles because, on paper, yeah. all year the Orioles should, should 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 have been losing these games. But somehow, we kept on winning and winning and winning, and winning. And so it just sucks that we lose two um, that on paper we 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 should have lost. But again, we should have lose. We should lose the majority of our games on paper. Um, but we did not exceed expectations tonight, yeah, which is just unfortunate. A tough day. Yeah, tough day. Tough day surprise josh didn't throw out your button everything is what everything is sad whatever that button Every, is. everything is oh the sad
1: everything is the awesome. anti everything is
2: awesome your song yeah yeah
1: yeah All not right. this everything
2: no, not the sad that. one yeah the sad one. i
1: don't know i don't have the sad one loaded up because this has been this has not been a this has not been a summer of that hey i do want to say thank you to uh drizzle on twitter i don't know his real name but uh, okay. he posted on Twitter that he was wearing so cool that was anyway. yeah he was wearing the section 336 shirt to the uh, game today so I saw that very cool. cool always cool to see uh, yeah, that always cool to see uh yeah now that I am a t-shirt vendor it's cool to see all those shirts showing up at the stadiums I've seen a few why not shirts showing up in people and stuff but it's, it's extra special when it's a 336
2: shirt yep those are my favorite shirts absolutely, absolutely. All right, and uh, to end on a high note, um, Rodriguez on a, starts on in on Bowie high, this week. High note, on a high, high note, note. Rodriguez starts in Bowie this week, so you can check out um, uh, Rodriguez. I don't know if it's Tuesday or Thursday. I forget one of those days, but you can check the twitters and see. Um, but go out, and see Rodriguez, make another rehab start. Hopefully, I'll throw more than one inning t- uh, at Bowie, uh, but one step closer to the Orioles. So he is not a Bowman or a. Aiken or a Vespi or a Zimmerman. Rodriguez is not one of those guys. He is legit. Um, So yeah. And he's a guy that we still he's going to rehab on Tuesday in Bowie. Okay, Tuesday. Tuesday, Yeah, so go see. um, But then Josh will be mad at you for not going to the Orioles game on Tuesday. But I say go see Rodriguez at Bowie. No,
1: go see Rodriguez. Go see Rodriguez. And he's still a guy that we're going to see up here in Baltimore. Maybe this year. Still yeah. there's still Not September, April. Book okay. it. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there in April. I, I'm sure of that. Are you? Yeah, I'm 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 confident that he'll Your be. You're confident day. I think John Means will make open and day. I think all these naysayers that say, oh, May, June for John Means, I yeah. think they haven't been paying attention to recent Tommy John comebacks. And I think
2: John Means can hit open and day. We could have another Justin Verlander situation in our hands.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Well, I, I think he's coming back this year from Tommy John, and it'll probably win the Cy Young. Okay. Sure. I'd love that. That'd be great. But I don't know how fast he came back. I, I You're right. Josh, you can tell us, because I'm not keeping up on the news either. I don't know how fast Tommy and John is. I thought it was a year, but you're saying it's faster? No, I right. think
1: it's down to nine months before you're pitching or something now. Okay. Oh. I don't know. Uh, who You said Verlander just came back? Yeah, that this
2: year he came Verlander. back. Um, Tommy John damage on the previous season, I think. I think that's true. Up time, um, but yeah. While Josh looks that up next week, you can expect a full report. Uh, maybe Josh can report back on the Tommy let's John. Not, let's not talk
1: about John. Let's not talk about Justin Verlander. Why? Uh,
2: uh because the
1: headline says. For the first time in 624 days, Justin Verlander took to a big league mountain for the Houston Astros. How many days? 624. Hmm. And the, and Google says the typical return. Okay, here we go. Because
2: uh, he's going to come back by the year this year.
1: All right. His surgery was on September 30th of 2021. No, September
2: thirtieth. I I hate you doing this live on the podcast. Yeah, I'm you sorry tell- I even mentioned his name. We we can break down Tommy John. We'll get to a whole John Mean segment breaking down all the all the Tommy John guys and when they come back and when. Yeah, is, I don't know. Back. His surgery was September
1: thirtieth of 2020, so he took like it says 12 to 15 months. So that's why everyone's saying June.
2: Right, right. All right, we'll see by I Mean. And that, and that, as long as we sign a free agent pitcher or two, June would be fine. We can we can hold on and, and, yeah, until then. I'm fine. It's like getting someone to trade that deadline. I'm, yeah, I'm still hopeful for next year. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Well, write us a review on iTunes. Go to section dot com or is it birdlandsports.com yeah. to get their section three t-, t shirt. Birdland, Birdland store.
1: And I'm putting on new shirts store. like like every single day. Today I made some Maryland flag shirts. So I'm making mm-hmm. a bunch up there. I'm shipping them all over the world, which is really cool. And, uh, in fact, if I click on it now, it says I've got one visit. Some one person is there right now checking out shirts. Yeah, but okay. uh, if you use the code uh, 336talk, you get 25% off being a 336er. If you become a Patreon member, you get a free 336 talk- shirt. So go check all that out. And definitely yeah, check out uh, birdlandstore.com.
2: And, I, and while you're on the internet, you can also go to, <laughs> Apple <laughs> go to podcast. Apple Podcasts. You can probably do it on your phone, um, and podcasts, write a review. Go to yeah, go to uh, yeah. Get your notes app and make some notes. What are you talking about? Well, I was gonna uh, tie it to like while you're on technology, go to iTunes and write a review or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. But I read my, but then I was saying, and I was like, I usually would do that on my phone. I don't even know how people listen to podcasts on the computer. I guess you can pull up iTunes on your computer, but I've never listened to a podcast on my laptop
1: before.
2: I use, I
1: use, no, I use Overcast, I use the Apple Podcast app, and I use Spotify.
2: Yeah, I use the The Android
1: people that ask for tech support or something with their podcasts. It's always some random podcast app I've never heard of, and it makes no sense
2: androids you know, get TV. spotify
1: or apple podcast and just be done with it yeah we're there or just or you just you go to chrome
2: and listen on the on the computer if you have or one go on to one. section
1: 336.com yeah yeah exactly.
2: but if you go to those other apps we're like the one of the top orioles podcasts. so i like to yeah, so type you in the orioles and we'll be up yeah yep, ta- exactly. search for orioles
1: but you have already know where we're at because you're listening to us now that's true so, you so you can can just tell write your a friends. review five stars on spotify Write
2: a review yeah all right boys and girls you can follow us on twitter Follow me at section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go, O's.
0: With any dream, the wind won't always be at your back, the sun won't always be shining, and some rain is going to fall. American Family Insurance is like a good solid roof that you can trust to protect your biggest dreams. With plans that could save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. Also, you can continue to dream fearlessly, no matter what comes your way. American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com.
1: Visit AmFam.com to
0: learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, has and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral
1: bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day.